Squeakiest chair. <laughs> what is that squeaky? The show? Yeah. I think you need to screw that chair together. And on that note, welcome back to another Unplugged Health podcast. I'm going to squeak my way through this thing. Yeah. You're going to know how much I move. We're here with Squeaky McSqueak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> on a more serious note, or non-serious note, um, welcome to this week's Unplugged Health Series. Yeah. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been... It has. Yeah. There's a lot going on. And uh, we did win. Football didn't come home. No, our predictions were rubbish, and um, our goal today, or, or topic today, is a, the vague topic, as classically as always we say, it's unplugged, it is unplugged, and it's really along the theme of photos and perception, Yep. which should hopefully give anyone, everyone a bit of a, a thought process, I wonder what that's all about, and, and to be honest, we're not sure where we're going. Um, the thought of that as a theme starts off really as... Uh, we're in the process of updating our long overdue our website. So one of our patients, a professional photographer, she came in and took some great photos, sent us some one or two snippets of proofs. And looking at the um, looking at the photos and doing, I suddenly went, "My word, my hair is really curly." And uh, I've had curly hair pretty much all my life, and I was like, "Well, you know, you know that," but never really stopped and looked at it. And so you suddenly went. Jeez, is that what everyone else sees? So, so right now for our YouTube, everyone's now going to look at my hair and go, yeah, your, your hair's pretty curly. Um, but it made me realize that actually our perception of self or our perception of what we, either we look at or what we put emphasis on, um, we look at it through, through different shades and different glasses. Yeah. Um, and that applies to whether it's health, you know, health or healthcare or the perception of getting fitter or what, where we are, or what our level of status of health is, we kind of, we, we learn very well to put certain uh, glasses on. Sometimes for some people, they're very negative glasses. Other people, they're actually also con themselves out of the reality. So, in, in we spoke earlier on, on functional testing or, or functional medicine concept was, generally don't guess, but test. Um, so you, you you do that with the, the blood sugar, um, yeah. Uh, monitoring blood sugar levels and that and that and I'm sure for some people that that creates a quite a wow factor because you're not you're not thinking yeah. I'm all right you you now got to test it testing that HRV is what well, HRV is one of the big ones yeah that there's so much technology out there that I mean I've got an aura ring and an apple watch but Fitbits even just your phone and if we get people testing on that they say oh yeah I'm healthy I'm, I'm really good and their HRV will be like 20 or something and we want it to be over 60 and for people that don't know, HRV is heart rate variability. So when your heart beats, I always explain it like, because I'm a music producer as well, like a metronome, like that click. Like if you imagine yeah. a drum beat that's programmed, it's not going to have much swing in it. But then you imagine a drum beat which is played in, it's going to have more swing. Yeah, so your heart beats like boom, 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 like really on beat. But there should be variations between the beats. Yeah, a lot of people tend to look at heart rate and the element of what is my resting heart rate and judge it by that. Yeah. But heart rate variability is also the, the variation between those beats. But also the ability of the body to return back to that resting yeah. rate. So it's not stuck very high for long, it's not stuck very low. It gets back into sync yeah. quicker. So that's a that's a pretty good like indicator of someone's adaptability. Yeah. The lower it is, the more stressed you are. That's yeah. that's the biggest yeah. One of the biggest markers. And then going around blood glucose with like 
um, reactive hypoglycemia, insulin resistance and stuff like that. And like I see people that are in good shape, but their stress is basically like making them what I would say is an underlying condition. Like there's been so many times this year we've said that person had an underlying condition or didn't have an underlying condition yeah. with what's been going on in the world. But people that don't know they've got underlying conditions that have got poor blood glucose management. Yeah, so things, something like diabetes, something like heart disease, um, they don't generally happen overnight. They no. take time, sometimes years markers. and years to develop. So this is why you have, going back to our Ericsson episode, you can have the perception of someone looks and seems the epitome of health, but then they, um, they, you find out they have a health crisis. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what it kind of reminded me of looking at the photo is kind of when you're presented with the evidence, it's very hard to, you sometimes, I think in all of us, sometimes we have to take a deep, deep breath and, and kind of man up and say, okay, maybe my health isn't as good as I think, or this is what's going on now. My health is generally good, but the last X, Y, Z um, time I've been offbeat. Um, one a classic thing for me is... Um, from diet perspective, if uh, I'm not, you know, we spoke a lot with gluten and I'm, I'm not celiac or really have a gluten insensitivity, but if I eat a lot of bread or go through a phase, which is one of my go-tos of stress, um, I get itchy. Yeah. And so if I ignore that signal and I just go, oh, I'll take, take some cream and take away the itch, um, my body's actually giving me that feedback. So I think also a lot of times the perception is that if we can quite easily con ourselves into a health crisis we can we can kind of make something happen and, and talk ourselves into something but also we can con ourselves out it's like men are classically stereotyped yeah. good at that it'll be all right it's just you know i'll uh, i'll get you know it's it, it'll it'll sort itself it's kind of out. like the stubbornness there's a client that we work with together and i was talking to them talking to them today actually and uh, had a big problem last week and um she had had a serious health problem and she's recovering from it. And she went to her best friend's wedding on Friday, but so she could dance, she had loads of painkillers. And as a result, like we use HRV, her HRV has gone really low and her recovery has gone really low. Like a lot of times that like, we have a headache. Why have we got a headache? Because we're dehydrated. But take a paracetamol rather than drinking the water. Yeah. It can just make that problem worse. And I think like, we look at ourselves, we're healthy, but don't see these little signs. Like, so if I say to someone, one of the big things I say now, um, and two new clients the last week, have you been knocked out? Have you been knocked unconscious or hit around the head? And we talk about neurological inflammation and glia cells and things. And uh, it's a big factor as to like how I would then treat them. And also as well, like looking deeper into the blood glucose thing where we can test blood glucose, but simply saying to someone like, when you finish your meal, do you need something sweet? Do you finish a meal and you feel more energized? Do you finish a meal and you feel tired? Like all these different things, getting headaches, getting lethargic, needing coffee, to needing sweets through the day. They're all signs. Yeah, and I think it's quite interesting. I find it interesting with speaking with the clients. I find it interesting looking as through the years I've looked at my own health of actually understanding how amazing the body is, is that it gives us these signals. You know, it's it's actually not rocket science. What we're doing is just being, um, being more attentive and putting that into a clinical pattern. But it's amazing how many people go, 
Oh, well, my digestive system's always been rubbish. And you go, well, why, why, why has it been rubbish? I, I've, always, I've always had constipation. Even as a kid, you know, I was always told that, you know, I was constipated. And you go, have you ever considered of what normal uh, function is and that why the body would be doing constipation? They go, well, no, it's just always been that way. And so there's that, that perception until someone jolts and says, well, this is what the, you think the photo is, but actually this is what it is. And this is what generally would be seen as a as a normal function. Uh, it's amazing how how people either put it to the side or just accept well, that's just the way it is. It's the common thing of waking through the night. Yeah, like people waking through the night, and it's just because so many people do it, they think it's normal. But because something is common, doesn't make it normal. There's a difference between the two, and yeah. it's the perception of it. Like, why is my body waking me up during the night? Then I have people say, oh, it's because I drink a litre of water before bed. Okay, we'll go a week without drinking a litre of water before bed. Do you still wake up? Yeah. Oh, what, what is it then? Test your blood glucose, see what's going yeah. on there. And okay, we'll just have a little protein snack before bed. It's usually signs, as we said, the blood glucose side of things. And these are people, and going back myself, like from bodybuilding days, um, like I think I've been seeing you here or not here obviously in the old practice before, uh, since just after my first show so that's 2008 end of 2008 I was going to say it's crazy going to go, yeah. Jesus it's been that long yeah Jesus like we're getting old um, but I would say I was healthy in that state there obviously I wasn't but that was what was deemed fit for the purpose of getting on a bodybuilding stage yeah uh, and whatever like you're lean you've got veins everywhere but it's not healthy. And like the perception was still to push myself. And even now, like I do struggle with the perception of that. Oh, people look at the pictures of how I used to be. And like, I'm not a personal trainer now. I'm a functional medicine yeah, practitioner. Like, it's the perception of myself. Don't you think in society though, we've, we've been really trained to that. We have a perception of what is attractive. We have a perception of what youth looks like. What success we have is. A, a perception certainly of what success looks like. Um, the Olympics at the moment are a classic. For some people, their level of success as an athlete is they got to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, there's a huge amount of, of focus on the, the, you know, the gold and silver and the medal element. But that's actually such a small element of, um, say, like 100 meters. That's a, there's only a f- elect, select flu are rarely competing for that. But for many, they actually get into the Olympics. To be an Olympian is a major success within, the, within athletic career. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. Join us next week as we continue in part two.